Welcome to All Time Greatness. I'm Paul. I'm Anthony. We're back with our recap slash predictions of week nine. Week eight is in the books. The first game we're doing is the this past Thursday night's game, which was the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So this game was a good back and forth unfortunately mark andrew andrews did go down in the second quarter with a right shoulder injury but isaiah likely is a very good backup he he looks like he could be a stud or definitely a number one on any other team considering he was taken in the fourth round um the way that the buccaneers have been playing this this definitely has to be brady's last year like aside from everything in his personal life going on you could tell like they I don't know what it is, but, like, Tampa Bay just, they suck in the red zone this year. They can't score when they're in the red zone, and that's what's hurting them and why they have a 3-5 and five record. I know he wouldn't do it if they asked, but, like, why not throw out trying to get Gronkowski back again? He's not going to do it, but. Um, meanwhile, for Baltimore, they look like they're starting to click on offense now because we know, like, lately they've been blowing a lot of game, blowing a lot of leads and losing games, and it didn't look right um uh what was it lamar is now two and oh versus brady in his career lamar for the game he went 27 of 38 for 238 yards two touchdowns zero interceptions and he also had 43 yards rushing on nine carries gus edwards he finally is back now he had 11 carries for 65 yards Kenyon drake had seven carries for 62 yards receiving dev Devin Duvernay had 31 yards on four receptions, and he also had a couple rushes. He had two carries for 33 yards, and one of those rushes was a touchdown. Isaiah Likely, six receptions, 77 yards, one touchdown. Um, Robinson, six receptions, 64 yards, and Andrews, before he got hurt, had three receptions for 33 yards. Brady, normal Brady numbers, 26 of 44, 325 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Leonard Fournette, he had one touchdown. He had nine carries, 24 yards, and he contributed 34 yards as well, catching the ball. Evans, six receptions, 123 yards, and Godwin, 75 yards on six catches. I mean, I feel like minus the red zone and, like, the fact that the Buccaneers just, I don't know what it is. It's mainly the red zone that I see that they're struggling with. It does suck that they lost Barrett and they're missing a couple pieces, but like the team just doesn't look like they're together all around. I don't know what it is, but like this is just shocking to see. The Ravens, they look back. Now they look like more so than they did during this span of losing a bunch of games when they had a big lead for them. They look more like they're likely to take the AFC North division now they've been playing better but yeah um that's what i think about the game um i feel bad for brady after like everything that went on in his personal life and i'm not gonna hold that against him for why the team is struggling although that is part of the reason but if they never dragged it out into the public it wouldn't have been a reason that we knew about but that's just my take on the game what do you think um you know, it was for me. I'll start with the Ravens side um, first, but the team for me for the Ravens, if they want to go far, if they want to um, have a chance, 
So for me, the Ravens, they want to go far and they want to have a shot in the AFC. They have to run the ball. They need to run the ball. They need to be able to, instead of relying on Lamar, throwing the ball, have him throw it a little bit, but you got to run the ball. Because you look at it, they had 231 rushing yards as a team. That's very high. That's high. That's effective. If you can run the ball at a high rate and be successful at it, you're going to win games more than you are going to win games throwing the ball. So for me, the Ravens played an exceptional game plan, having Lamar just throw 88 time, 38 times, 238, and two touchdowns. Re really good stat line, but the 231 team rushing yards is huge for me. Um, Isaiah Likely, like you said, he, he's trying to make a name for himself, the young rookie, six receptions, 77 yards, and one touchdown. He's looking, you know, he wants to be an option for Lamar. He wants to be the guy that Lamar can look at and be like, okay, I am I can throw to him. I'm, I can rely on him. Um, and he's just, he's making a really good name for himself. And that's how you, that's what you're supposed to do. If your number one guy goes down, you got to step up. You got to make a name for yourself. Now, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brady, like you said, 26 of 44, 325, and one touchdown. Normal Brady. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give Brady some slack because he's the GOAT. You got Fournette that has a touchdown. You got Mike Evans that's six receptions, 123 yards, but no touchdowns. For me, this is a coaching problem. Um, The offense looks like they have no chemistry, even though it looks pretty good from the stats you see. They look like they should be winning these games, but they're not. Um, so I, I put it on the defense, not so much the offense. I, I, I'm putting it. I'm putting it on the defense of the Tampa Bay, and that's on Todd Bowles, who's the head coach and a defensive-minded um, coach. You can't. You can't have 231 rushing yards allowed. You can't have that happen. Um, so I'm really looking at Tampa Bay's defense. What about them not scoring in the red zone? Well, that's an issue too, and um, that's something Brady between Brady and the offense, and they just gotta get everything. There's something missing. There's something missing bet between this whole team, and they gotta figure it out because maybe if they lose one more, their season's over. Um, so they gotta figure it out this week, and they gotta figure it out fast. It sucks to lose Barrett though on defense. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Now, let's get into the London London game. Um 20 Broncos versus Jaguars. 21 to 17 Broncos picking up the win. We haven't said that much that that, that a lot of times on this, this year. year. <laughs> but you know, for Wilson, for me, for, I'm start off with the Bengals, I mean the Broncos. Wilson 18 of 30, 252, had a touchdown, had a pick. Latavius Morey, 14 rushes for 46 yards, 3.3 average of carry, and had a touchdown. Melvin Gordon had a touchdown. Jerry Judy had a touchdown. For me, this win doesn't mean much to me um, for the Broncos, and it doesn't change my mind about it because there's the first couple drives, Wilson could have ha easily had three picks. Uh, he just got lucky. He got lucky. For me, I nothing from this game made me be like they fixed – some of the problems. I don't think they fixed anything. It's just that they faced a worse team in Jacksonville. And, you know, it doesn't change much much because I need to see them go up against a team that is 
pretty good. Like the divisional matchup. Exactly. And I need to see them hold their own because the Chiefs. This game really doesn't mean much to me. Um, because I saw really nothing. Now for the Jaguars. Lawrence, 18 of 31, 133, had a touchdown, had a had two interceptions. ETN being the number one guy now. 24 rushes for 156 yards, averaged 6.5 yards a carry, and had a touchdown. He's fine. For me, the Jaguars got to run the ball. You know, I know you have Trevor Lawrence, but Lawrence shows when he has to have the ball in his hands, it turns into interceptions. Um, I, I think you need to run the ball with ETN and throw less with Lawrence. But for me, I... I'm putting this loss on Lawrence. Um, I just, I seen, you know, they started off hot. Now they lost and now they're two and six. They're back to where they were last year, basically. Um, so for me, I'm not really seeing much. I'm seeing maybe the same from what I saw last year from Trevor Lawrence. So I think that's something that we got to fix and we got to change quick or they got to change quick. Um, but this game was just, I'm happy. It was, wasn't really televised um, because it was, it was just, it was a brutal game. It was a brutal game for me to watch and comment on. But yeah, that's my take. Hmm. So I couldn't watch the game, but I saw highlights. I mean, yeah, Broncos won, but <clears throat> like you said, they didn't, re- they played a team that's just as bad as them for starters. And I mean, from from Wilson's stat line, it sounds like he had a game that we would have been used to him having or would have expected to see more of him having with this new team. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that he had, like, old Seahawks type of game. But that, like you said, that doesn't change anything. If If anything, with the Broncos, we need to see more of this, more specifically with Wilson. He needs to start having more games like this if they're going to have a chance to turn it around and go anywhere to really prove that they're good they got to go out and beat a team like their own division the chiefs they lost to the chargers they lost to the raiders so you have to prove that you could beat a good team starting with the chiefs because they're the only team in the division that you haven't played yet i think you got one coming up against them too um but yeah to me they they just got fixed things on offense I feel like offense is really their only issue and has been the whole year because their defense is doing everything they can to keep them in the game. But the offense is not scoring, and therefore, if the defense is doing their job but they're not able to get turnovers, then the other team is going to score, and it's hard for them to keep up and keep like trying to help out the offense when the offense isn't scoring. So the offense needs to do better, but their defense is fine, although it does hurt now because... They made a trade yesterday at the deadline, which we'll talk about later on. But, like, that's just what I see. It's The Bron- the Broncos' defense is fine. The offense just needs to start scoring. Otherwise, they're going to keep losing because they're not going to keep pace with these other teams. But that's just my take. Um, next game we're going to do is Patriots-Jets. This is the first time in since 2001 that... The Jets were the team going into this game with the winning record. And the Patriots have won every matchup since 2015. Um, At the start of the game, it was competitive. There was times at the beginning where the Jets, you even texted me this, the Jets' offense looked smooth. 
And aside from that, on the Patriots side of the ball, Mac Jones looked a lot better than he did on that Monday night game a few weeks ago. I said this to you, I'll say it on here, even though I'm a diehard Patriots hater, my favorite player to watch on that team is Ramondre Stevenson because every time I watch him, he goes off. He kind of has Derrick Henry type of hair, so I feel like I'm watching two Derrick Henrys now. Um, But what was it? Miggity Mac Jones, he came out hot to start the second half and the Jets came out flat. But the only thing that Wilson has that he's good at is his escapability to try to buy time, but he's not doing anything with it. So the question is, is he really the guy for the Jets? He has a lot to work on. The Patriots continue to dominate the series because they won yet again 22-17. to Mac Jones, 24 of 35, 194 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and he had two carries for 19 yards, or that might have been seven. Stevenson, like I said, he's a stud. 16 carries, 71 yards, 72 yards receiving. Damian Harris, 11 carries, 39 yards, and Jacoby Myers was the only receiver on the team who actually did something because he actually got the chance to. He had nine catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. Wilson, 20 of 41, 355 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, all of which were stupid throws, by the way. Michael Carter, the running back, because they have one on defense also. Seven carries, 26 yards. James Robinson, the new addition that they just got in a trade last week before the deadline came around the corner. He didn't do much, five carries, 17 yards, but like I didn't expect him to because he had just got put in the team. He's probably still learning, so they just gave him a couple plays to work with like how the 49ers did with Christian McCaffrey. So I didn't expect him to go crazy. Um, Garrett Wilson, six receptions, 115 yards. Tyler Conklin, six receptions, 79 yards, two touchdowns. And Denzel Mims, two receptions, 76 yards. And those were actually his first two receptions all year because he hadn't been getting the ball. But all in all, this was a good game. Jets still have a lot of questions, starting with zach wilson but that's just my take what's yours um i want to say you know how highly i've been on mac jones since his alabama days right yeah yeah so you could back me on that and i've stuck with him but i criticize people that's what this is about you're saying the truth and you're speaking the truth and Not even even if it's, if it's your favorite player you got to tell the truth Not from what you're seeing for me, like you said, Mac Jones going 24 of 35, uh, 194, um, had a touchdown and had a pick. For me, Mac Jones is the best quarterback out of the last year's draft. The reason why is he's already made the playoffs. He's already shown what could be his ceiling. Maybe he could surpass that. But he needs a valuable offensive coordinator even, he's doing this without an offensive coordinator. They don't even have one on the and team. And he's doing much better, even though it doesn't show from last year, he's doing better this year than what I thought he was going to do without an offensive coordinator. You give him someone like Bill O'Brien. You give him someone like bring back Joshua McDaniels. Bring in Byron Lethwich. You bring in someone very credible. And he's missed the last four games. He before. will help Mac Jones get to his ceiling. He missed so for a couple me, games. props sure. to Mac Jones. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. Um, one of my guys. 
But like you said about with Mondre. And also Mac Jones is very accurate. He, he's smart. He has a very high football IQ. But going back into the Ramondre Stevenson. 71 yards. 4.4 yards a carry. Um, had 72 receiving yards. You know Ramondre has shown that you know. He is the number one go-to guy running wise. Um, and he could do it all. He can do it all. He can he can catch, he could block. He could do a lot of things. So he's definitely a huge weapon for the Patriots that maybe that and they need to use more often, but seeing what happened on Sunday was I think the ba- the Patriots are, and this is what people got to understand with Bill Belichick. Yes. And I criticized Belichick last week. Belichick sees a full picture. He doesn't look at... He looks at the game plan. He looks at the bigger picture of that week. Because you can't look two weeks from now and be like, okay, we're going to face that team. Let me game plan for that team. Because guess what? By the time you get there, you're going to lose. Because you're just not set up. So Bill Belichick, very good, you know, understood. Having not having Mac Jones there, he had to see, okay, let me see what I can do. Do I have Ramondre Stevenson? Do I have a guy that I drafted in the second round last year? Can he can he be something? Let me while Mac Jones is out. Let me see if he's that guy. And he proved he it's proven it. So um, for me, the Patriots are fine. They're 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 set up really well. Jacoby Myers getting going now. Seven was you know had a touchdown. I I think the Patriots are off. They're good defense wise too. The Patriots are set up perfectly fine. Now, for the, the Jets. Jets. And I told I texted you this during the game. Um, Zach Wilson might be the worst quarterback I've seen in a long time. And there's a lot of them. Reason why is the Jets are really good. We can admit that. Before this game. But this team does not revolve around Zach Wilson. That's what my takeaway is. Reason why that's my takeaway is you cannot have him throw the ball more than 30 times. You have him throw the ball more than 30 times, it's going to result in turnovers. Because this week, like you said, he threw it 41 times. How many, how many of those were picked? Three of them. Guess what? They ended up losing. They were winning at one point. And, yes, interceptions happen. Completely understand that. And football... If you throw a pick, it's normal. But with him and how he throws the picks, it's not normal. Um, he's He is not a good quarterback. And I'm going to say that right now. He's not a good quarterback. The reason why I say that is you're seeing him. He's, he's using his legs to buy time. That's good. But it's the carelessness of why, how he's throwing it. You could see in one play, he's running away. All he has to do is throw it away. And he just throws it, like, just lightly throws it in the air, not even out of bounds, but still in play, just throws it thinking no one's going to get it, and it gets picked off. Those kind of mistakes are what gets you fired and your coaching staff and the players around you fired. And that's you can't have that in your franchise quarterback. So, for me, I'm ready to say I'm done with Zach Wilson. I'm very close um, because this team is a running team. 
Yes, Garrett Wilson, six receptions, 115 yards. He can get those every game, but run the ball. Because you have James when, you have, when you have guys like Brees Hall before he went down with injury, and then you have Michael Carter, they were running the ball more than they were throwing it. Then you have Brees Hall go down. But you get James Robinson. And now you only get 51 rushing yards as a team. That's why you lost this game. If you run the ball more often and you take the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands, you will win games. It's proven. So for me, the Jets really need to think very close to themselves right now is, do we think Zach Wilson's the guy? You got to think about it now because his carelessness throws are terrible. And I know he's in his second year, but I need to see some changing and some improvement. But those those are easy improvements. You can easily not be careless with the ball and throwing it and and go out of bounds. But he's making the stupid errors that that hurting the team or hurting the team. So for me, I'm I'm out on Zach Wilson. But that's it How for about me. their defense. Their defense is is good, but you know it's just it's Zach Wilson that hurts them. That's why I was surprised with what Robert Sala said about Zach Wilson. Hmm. They asked him. Like, does he have plans to switch quarterbacks? He said he has full faith in Wilson. You know, that's maybe him, and good for him. But, like, that, I wouldn't be shocked if you get fired at the end of the year. Obviously, he's not going to get fired. Yeah, but, just... Um, let's get into the Steelers versus Eagles. Um, I'll go first. There's not much to talk about. So I'll go first. No disrespect. Eagles destroyed them. 35-13. to 13. We expected that. For me, you know, Kenny Pickett, 25 of 38, 191, had had an interception. I'll take that any day over the three interceptions that's he, that he has. But the concerning is the six sacks and the two fumbles. But mainly it's the six sacks. The reason why I look at the six sacks is you can see in the first very first possession of the game, he was getting drilled immediately. And... It's, he's going to get hurt. So for me, the offense, the Steelers as a whole right now are terrible. They, they don't know what they're doing. They're playing the blame game. They're pointing fingers. They're, they have no game plan. They have no game plan. They have no football IQ, no nothing. So for me, this is a, this is a burning garbage can trash fire. Um. And then you had Claypool, who had a passing touchdown. Obviously, now he's traded. So this team's this team's not even. I wouldn't even say it's a football team anymore because you don't know what the fuck's going on. But let's get into the Eagles. And I'm gonna talk about the Steelers more when we get into the rankings. Now for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. I feel had his best game of his career. Four touchdowns, two eighty-five yards. He didn't put the ball in harm's way. You had Miles Sanders, nine rushes for 78 yards, average 8.7 yards a carry, and a touchdown. Perfect. A.J. Brown went off, six receptions, 156 yards, and three touchdowns. That is why you make a trade during draft day to get a number one receiver because of games like this where you where he will change the outcome. Um, A.J. Brown has to be in the conversation of being the best wide receiver in the league. 
um, for him to have that kind of game is absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. I mean, we expected this, so oh, yeah. so <laughs> I'm really not surprised. I mean, I don't really have much to say either, other than you let him score three touchdowns in the first half alone, and he's like taunting you, but he has every right to. Oh yeah, and. Like, you guys are just completely dysfunctional. Your team is horrible. I, I really don't know what else to say. No, it's fine. Eagles are still undefeated. They could very well go undefeated the whole season. But that's pretty much it from me. We're outside, so... Well, let's let's get into the Giants and the Seahawks. You go first. I'll go first. Even All though right. it's my team. Um, You know, for me... We said this was the only game that had a winning um, team, teams facing off against each other. And for me, one team showed up, and that's the Seahawks. Reason why I say that is what I'm seeing from Geno Smith does not surprise me because I knew this was him since he got drafted. I've, I've said it to myself many times. I was like, just give him an opportunity, give him an opportunity. He didn't have a fair opportunity in Newark. Give him an opportunity. He can he can ball. He can ball. And he's balling right now. Um, Kenneth Walker, balling. Lockett, Metcalf, balling. This team is riding momentum, but it's not that they're riding momentum. This is them. This is the Seattle Seahawks of 2022. And it's a very, very good team. Um, and... I'm happy with what I'm seeing from the Seattle Seahawks, and I think they win the division. Simple as that. But getting to the Giants, you know, I would say it was the more they got to let Jones, they got to open this offense up. Open the offense up. Obviously, you don't have many receivers, so you can't fully open up the offense. But you got to try and open as much of the offense as you can because you can't squeeze the playbook down and expect to win games when the other team's opening up their whole playbook and they're just going down the field. So for me, it was one team that showed up and I won't discredit the Giants because you know, going into Seattle, Seattle's stadium is much different than every any everyone's else. And the reason why is the way they built it. So in Seattle, when you build how they built their stadium is from the top, it has it bends. So when you're screaming, all the noises and stuff, it just spins. It's, it's one of the loudest stadiums. It spins in circles, so it doesn't get out. So it's just a revolving tornado. So for me, it's a hard place to play. Um, but I would say the Seahawks just basically showed us who they are, and it's pretty scary. I want to ask you, though, what do you think about the whole Richie James punt thing? I didn't. I I would. Don't, I don't know. That's that's more of a you thing. Oh, okay. Well, the game for me as a Giants fan, the game was slow at the start because the first quarter ended with the score of zero. Um, the Giants once again, we showed that on defense, the left side we're just weak for some reason because teams can literally run whatever play, whether that's a pass or a run on that side, and the person running it or catching it is just going to be wide open for a first down almost every single time. I don't know why, but 
Adoree Jackson is proving that he should be in talks for a top five cornerback because they said it multiple times in that game, and I'm seeing it more and more every week, that he's our best lockdown man because every time the ball is going towards the person he's guarding, he's always right there with him. He doesn't really get blown. He doesn't get, like, he doesn't get beat a lot of times. He got beat twice in this game, but one of the times it was all for naught with Tyler Lockett dropping that wide-open touchdown pass, and then unfortunately the next drive he gets the exact same pass on the exact same play, and Jackson gets beat again, and this time he catches it. But other than that, Jackson doesn't really get beat. He's good at staying with his man. Um, I don't know what was going on with the Giants in the first half for why Daniel Jones had a career low of 17 yards passing in the first half. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So it sucks that it would be my team's player that does it. Um, but I personally don't think as a Giants fan that this automatically means with one loss, well, two losses now that our Cinderella season is just over because of one loss. Um, the biggest takeaway from this game is the fact that really, I know we're talking about like playing the blame game, but in this case, you kind of got to blame Richie James because he fumbled the ball on the punt return, not once but twice and the way that he fumbled it was stupid because you would think he would be holding the ball with two hands and the person would just out and it no he's just casually holding it with one arm and he gets hit and it's obviously going to go flying out and the second time that he got hit he also got concussed from it jones he turned it around in the second half or he was able to he went 17 of 31 for a buck 76 he didn't have a touchdown or an interception or really turnover of any variety and he also had 20 yards rushing Barkley for his case it sucks because he had his statistically worst game of this season by far because he had 20 carries for only 53 yards and he had that one touchdown and he really should have had zero touchdowns the one touchdown he got was because our punter Jamie Gillen pinned Seattle back deep and then when Lockett got the ball Jackson knocked it out and we were at the two yard line so at that point you kind of have to score Slayton five receptions 66 yards Tanner Hudson three receptions 58 yards and I feel like more and more every week Slayton is going back to his old self that we drafted him for and he was yeah he has 17 drops in his career but like these last couple weeks he's been playing a lot better Geno Smith 23 of 34, 212 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and 26 yards rushing. And then you already said, or no, you didn't. Kenneth Walker, 18 carries, 51 yards, one touchdown. Lockett, five receptions, 63 yards, and one touchdown. Should have been two if he didn't drop that other open one. Metcalf, six receptions, 55 yards, a touchdown. And Marquise Goodwin, who I didn't even know was on the team prior to the game, four receptions, 33 yards. Seattle, they looked great on defense and or on offense, and their defense wasn't half bad either considering they were basically able to shut Daniel Jones down for the first half and contain Barkley for the entire game. And that's what is unfortunate about Barkley having such a great year this year is that now going into these games, all these teams are going to know, okay, the Giants on offense, their main plan is most likely get the ball to Barkley. So let's figure out ways to contain him. And the only part that sucks is the Giants took this loss going into the bye week so now they have two weeks to sit with the loss on their mind and that's usually not how you want to go into the bye week you usually want to go into the bye week happy go lucky with a win 
and just fix a few things but now that we lost there's more things to work on and the only benefit that comes from this is on top of it being the bye week and like us having to hang our heads because we lost all the Giants players are going to have time to rest now so maybe we could get people back like Galladay and other people maybe we could get some of our players back so Jones can actually have some help to throw the ball to people but I feel like this isn't it for the Giants this was just a tough game where in this case the team we were facing was the better team this week so I'm not really all that upset about us losing I'm just upset that we lost because of a few key fumbles at crucial times in the game but that's just me now let's get into Sunday night's game Packers Bills 27 to 17 the Bills my takeaway I'm start with Green Bay Aaron Rodgers 19 of 30 203 two touchdowns and a pick you know I nothing nothing I can't criticize Aaron Rodgers so right now I can't there's there's nothing that made me be like oh Rodgers come on Aaron Jones 20 rushes 143 7.2 yards a carry Nothing to blame there. Dobbs showed up. Four receptions, 62 yards, one touchdown. He finally made a name for himself. For me, my takeaway, and it's only one takeaway, this is the Green Bay Packers. I think they played their best game, and it's still not enough. Simple. And um, I expect nothing more from the Green Bay Packers for the remainder of the season. Uh, but it does put me in doubt on whether or not Matt LaFleur is a head coach or if he was riding Aaron Rodgers' coattails. Now, for the Bills. Allen, 13 of 25, 218, two touchdowns, two picks. 49 yards running. Obviously, you know, two picks hurt. But, you know, with Allen, he he's just, he's different. And it still didn't affect the Bills at all. You got Singletary, 67, for 4.8 yards of carry. Then you got Diggs, six receptions, 108, and had a touchdown. And Knox had a touchdown. Touchdown. For me, I expected more from the Bills in the second half. But this was a rare occasion where they don't score much in the second half. So for me, me, there's not much to take away from this game. It's just the Bills didn't capitalize on what could have been. They could have easily put up 40 points. But for me, we saw the best of the Green Bay Packers in this game, and it's, it's not good. So that's just my take. So um, the Bills, they were rolling early on. Aside from, well, in my opinion, I think Romeo Dobbs should be their main guy. But Aaron Jones is showing that he's their best receiver. And they unfortunately didn't try to make any moves at the deadline. So they still don't have Rodgers some extra help. Um, The Bills slowed down. But then unfortunately for the Packers, once the game was getting into the later stages, that's when they started to play better. Um, Their their defense is is just hard. um, Because they got the stops... They got the stops, but, like, nothing came from it. The Packers had to play fast, despite usually being a fast-paced offense. Um, But at some point, they slowed it down to their pace, and that helped them. Um, 
I still find the whole like tunnel situation where the Bills only have one tunnel so the players get to come out at the same time weird. But I'm assuming with their new stadium, they're going to have two separate tunnels like how it's supposed to be. Um, Romeo Dobbs, like I said, with Ramondre Stevenson on the Patriots. Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback. Ever since I've been growing up, he's been my favorite to watch aside from whoever my quarterback was, Eli Manning and now Daniel Jones. But I feel like non-quarterback, my favorite player on that team is Romeo Dobbs because I've watched pretty much almost all their games this year and Dobbs has always done something more and more. He's done something in each game that impresses me and makes me like him more and more. Like that catch he made when Green Bay got that touchdown. Going out of bounds, catches it, flicks it over to one hand and stays in bounds while he's getting touched by the defender to try to prevent the catch from happening. Um, to... Robert Tanyan, five receptions, 35 yards. He just did his own. So the thing I like about Allen, when he threw those two interceptions, he he didn't care that they won, like, in the postgame press conference. He said he was upset with those two interceptions because he felt like he could have did things on those plays to make them not happen. Mm -hmm. So I like that he's openly, like, basically blaming the two picks on himself and not trying to just do what i probably would personally do and just play it off because i'm like okay it's a win i per i care about that more than my stats which he's showing he cares about the win but he also cares about stats that he feels like he could have avoided having be on his chart um singletary 67 yards 14 carries um what's his name dalvin cook's younger brother five receptions 35 yards 41 yards receiving stefan Diggs, six receptions 108 yards one touchdown and davis two receptions 35 yards it sucks that that one touchdown he had was taken back because of a flag but this was just a good game all around and the packers despite losing they kept it closer than i thought because i thought it was going to be a blowout but that's just me now we will get into the power rankings let's let's see the power rankings so, you have your power rankings, I have mine, Paul's going to start doing his, but what we're going to do is compare and contrast, um, but we're going to start with the bottom, at 32, um, for me, it's my Pittsburgh Steelers, they suck, like I said, trade deadline made a terrible move trading Chase Claypool for what, a second round pick, you that said, you said the only way you trade Chase Claypool is if you have the perfect offer. The fact that that perfect offer was a just a second round pick, a bag of chips, pretty much, is terrible. They got worse, not better, and this team has no future. So I, you have what are your? Because we have different criteria. What's your criteria for a ranking? Mine's before the, I say mine. Mine's offense. Mine's style points. Mine's defense, and mine's um, game plan of how the team looks and how the team's projecting, and how they played recently. Yeah, so. so mine is, um, basically for me, it's how you look, like when I'm watching your games, how do you look as an offense mm -hmm. and a defense? Are you free-flowing? Are you like slowing down? Are you good on one side of the ball, but bad on the other side of the ball, like the Broncos, for example? Um, and also, like, how have you been doing for the whole year? I don't judge it based off of one game. I just, like, how have you been looking all year? But that's me. Um I have the Texans at 32, but and that's because besides Davis Mills, Damian Pierce, and Brandon Cooks, I can't really think of any bright spots for them. 
but yet every single game minus like one they played their games have always been close so so for me i have the texans at 31 though that's my next team the reason why i have them ahead of the steelers is they're competitive like you said they're competitive in every game almost that they've been in so they just gotta figure out what's that where is that area that needs help so they can overcome it but for me the steelers they have holes everywhere and there's there doesn't look like you can, there's any options to filling it. So for me, I think the Texans are way better than the Steelers. So that's why the Texans so are my the Texans team. moved down. Uh, I don't I don't know. I haven't I forgot to t- um put where they were last week. But for this week, I got the Texans at thirty one. Thirty one. I have your Steelers at thirty one. Mm-hmm. Reason being because they suck. And yep. and the biggest thing for me to put them that low was as soon as I saw them trade for Chase, and I said they were stupid for trading him. So for me. At thirty, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. I think you gotta you gotta tear it down now. You know, clearly it's not working. Two and five. Josh McDaniels is it's fine. You could be a great coordinator and not a great head coach. That's fine. He this is his second stint as a head coach and it's, it's it looks even worse than his first time around. Um so I wouldn't be shocked if it goes back to New England soon. But um the, I have the Raiders. The, the loss to the Saints zero to twenty four is terrible, and I the Raiders are just. I have a lot of questions about Carr hmm. and Adams. The at number thirty, I have the Panthers because they're a rebuilding team, but for some reason they've been playing a little bit better recently in these games. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not going to say McCaffrey was the issue because he definitely wasn't, but it's just weird how you trade him and now you're more competitive. But you want me to go first for twenty nine? Yeah, go ahead. I have the Bears at 29. I was going to put them lower, but I put them at 29 once they got Chase because I feel like Field obviously Fields needs help on offense. I do want to say mine's pre-trade deadline, but I'm fine with how it looks. So is mine. Or mine's after deadline, but I don't think mine would have really switched where they were going. But um, Fields needs help main, on offense mainly with that line, but he also needs a receiver that isn't just Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. So I feel like the chase move helps a lot. For me, I have the Lions at 29. The reason why is... I still don't know who they are, but I liked what I saw. Um, putting up 27 points against the Dolphins. But I don't know who the Lions are right now. So I have them at 29, and I don't think they're they're gonna win five games this year i thought they were gonna win seven well 28 i have the raiders mainly because i feel like if it wasn't for josh jacobs they probably wouldn't even be a relevant team right oh 100 percent. i agree with that um for me my 28th team is the carolina panthers reason why is once they got rid of rule and mccaffrey they've been more competitive like you said they went to overtime with the falcons who now leads the division and they put up 34 points they looked better this week, this past week, than they did the whole season. And maybe it's the guy at quarterback, P.J. Walker. Who knows? But I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Panthers, even though they're 2-6. and six, But they have a bright spot. They have a bright future. I don't know if I like the way they lost, though, because D.J. Moore took his helmet off. Well, taunting. That's taunting. Yeah. But we'll get into that next episode. But 27. Wait, did you do your 28? Yeah, I said Raiders. All right. My 27th. Is the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's also mine. The reason why I have the Jaguars at 27 is everything I said earlier. 
no need to go back into it. I feel I put them at 27 mainly because like I feel because I did this one because the thing I wrote happened before the deadline and that was when they got rid of Robinson. That's going to hurt them now. For me, I have the Broncos at 26. So do I. The reason why is no matter who won the London game, it was going to be winner was going to be put 26. So that's how I look at it. But for me, like I said, I see nothing that changed my mind about the Denver Broncos. Nothing. I put them at 26 just because I, I said something's wrong with their offense. The defense is fine, like I said earlier. Well, you go first. Um, 26, I have the Colts, and that's because they were overhyped before the season started just because— Wait, wait, where'd you put them? 26. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I have I said they were overhyped before the season just because they got Ryan and look where they are now. Mm-hmm. He got benched for the year and they're not really doing that good even when he was playing. So you have the Colts at 26? I mean yeah. 25? No, 26. Okay. So at 25 for me, I have the Bears. The reason why I have the Bears at 25 is they put up their offense looks good. The offense is looking gr- really good. But it's the defense that's hurting them. Putting, letting the Cowboys put up forty nine and losing Roquan Smith is terrible as well. Um, so for me, the Bears are still the three and five. They won three games. Um, so, but you just traded away your whole defense, yeah, pretty much, basically. <laughs> but that's it. That's the twenty fourth team for me. Yeah, that's what I. That's what me. I meant. Colts for twenty five. Um, for twenty four, I have. The Lions, for pretty much the same reason as the Texans, they're losing, but all their games, a lot of them have been shootouts, mm-hmm. especially that one with Seattle, where they both had, like, over 40. So I have the Rams at 24. The reason why I have the Rams at 24 is they completely suck. They got housed and got swept again by the 49ers. They don't have the 49ers numbers. And also, the Rams just, they don't, they don't look like a good team. And... I don't see them getting into the playoffs. Simple. You said 23? No, no, 24, 24. Um, my 23 is the Rams, mainly because I feel like the offense is garbage. Mm-hmm. Well, my 23rd is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, just because their record. I put their record at 35, um, at 3-5, and five, and I put them at 23 right now. 22, I put the Chargers because they're struggling bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but they're just out of it. So, for my 22nd team, I have the Green Bay Packers because of everything I said. I don't think th- – I think this is their highest. I don't see them getting any better. I have them at 21 because mm. there, there's a lot of questions with them. My 21 team is the Indianapolis Colts. reason why is – listen, they almost won in Ellinger's first game. And I, I – I think they look better with Ellinger at the quarterback position than Matt Ryan. If I mean, I don't see why not. I think you should keep it going because you're lost by one to the commanders, but that's because Heineke's looking pretty good. But I just thought from the eye test, they looked really I good. I bet if Carson Wentz played, they could win that game. Oh, yeah. Aside from Wentz's numbers, like just um, 20, I have the Buccaneers. Mm, same. Because like I said earlier, I don't know what it is this year, but they just can't score when they're in the red zone, and that's hurting them in these games. I, I have them at 20 for the, all the same reasons. 19, that's where I put the Arizona Cardinals because they're slowly getting back into form now that Hopkins is back. I have the Saints at 19. The reason why is I think 
they can win a couple more games in the very future. And by what I saw winning 24 to nothing, they're going to ride this. And they're, they're going to keep this thing going. And I think, I think they could maybe possibly fight for a playoff spot. I don't think they're going to get it. But I think, I think they have fight in them. And I think Andy Dalton is their quarterback. And Kamara went off. Exactly. And Kamara went off. I have the Jets at 18. And I was not counting this past week's game. But like for the season as a whole. And minus this past week's game, they looked pretty good. So I put them at 18. I have the Browns at 18. Reason why I have the Browns at 18 is they stomped the Bengals. And all they have to do is win a couple games. If they can make this thing at least five and five, at least five and five, or four and five, or at least close by Deshaun Watson's return, they have a chance for the playoffs. So I think they're in a great spot, and I think Jacoby Brissett is putting them in a great spot. And I think the Browns could squeeze into the playoffs, possibly. So for my 17th, I have the Washington Commanders. So the do reason, I. reason why I, the Commanders jumped for me. The reason why is I think Heineke could be the guy. I, I, I really believe that because the en- the energy of the team you got Robinson who I who I like you got McLaurin all these guys are together with Heineke and I I just think Heineke brings that fire so for me I think the Commanders hey they're four and four their season's not over we they're were very ru- well I was the- ruling them out Dude, taking my bias out exactly but they're but they're in the thick of things now so I think we got to look at the Commanders now yeah that's what I said Heineke's what they needed how about that catch by McLaurin though oh. Dude's worth it. Um, 16, I have the Patriots because they're quickly fixing the issues that they have. I mean, all teams are still going to have issues no matter how good they are, and they're one of those teams. For me, I have the Jets at 16. The reason why is because of everything I said about Zach Wilson. 15, I have the Cleveland Browns, mainly because Chubb is a top three back, and that's just finalized now. For me, I have the Patriots at 15. The reason why is because Mac Jones is going to get better, I believe, um, moving forward. And I think they, they're a playoff team. Or they could squeeze into the playoffs. 14, I have the Bengals because not counting Monday's game, they slowly got back to it, but now they look like their last season form, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Now they look like that Super Bowl team that we were expecting them to still be. All right. My 14th team is the Chargers because they had their bye week. I, nothing I can judge them right now. But I, I am going to be hex. The expectations are very high now because they had their bye week. What we see from them now is what we're going to see for the, for the remainder of the season. But I'll, I'll go with my 13th team. I got the Bengals. Um, I do now. I do have serious questions now about how they lost to the Bengals. But I also understand they did not have Jamar Chase. And I think Jamar Chase means a lot to this offense. Yep. Um, 13, I have the Saints because of Alvin Kamara, but also because their defense is really underrated. Oh, yeah. Their defense Which is really I knew, underrated. I knew they were going to be once I saw that they have Marcus May, but now when they went ahead and got Tyron Matthew during the offseason, I knew that they were going to be a good defense. They're just proving it. Now we're at 12th. I'll go. I have the New York Giants. reason why I have the Giants at 12. You dropped them. I, ju- I dropped you guys a lot. It's because you guys went up against a division, a team that's leading the division, leading their division, and you lost. 
and it, it, it's not technically it's not really close and I need to see you at least push a team that's winning and winning their division as of right now to the edge and I didn't see that obviously things can change and I still believe they could possibly make the playoffs and I'm not saying this loss destroys their season because it doesn't but it just for this week that's how I feel about the Giants at 12 because they're surprising everyone this year I have the Falcons at 12 Mm, I have the Falcons at 11 reason why is my boy Marcus Mariota freaking was he your boy he's my boy um reason why is I told you this a couple weeks ago um they have fight, and I think fight gets them to win this division. A lot of people said, oh, they suck, they're going to suck, blah, blah, blah. I think they have a real chance of winning this division and maybe winning a playoff game. I think they're playing their best football that they've played in two years, and I'm very pumped for Falcons fans. Maybe the best football they played since that Super Bowl. Maybe. <laughs> um, 11... Because of everything I said earlier, but also because they just got Robert Quinn, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. So, for me, I have... Wait, you do 11? Yeah, Baltimore Ravens. Now, for the top 10, since you now have your top 10, we're going to go one by one. At 10, I have the Tennessee Titans. Reason why I have the Titans at ten is obviously Derrick Henry had a two hundred yard game, but um obviously they didn't have Tannehill, but they didn't use much of Willis. He should they should have had him throw some more. I feel like if they use Willis a little more, I think this team could be dangerous. Um, but I the Titans ever since they started zero and two, something's changed because now they're on a five game winning streak. And um, there's something about those Titans, man. Remember those Titans. It's not just a great movie, but... I, I know. Uh, number 10, I have the Seahawks because they're contenders this year. Mm, I have the Seahawks at 9. reason why is everything I said earlier. Simple as that. Geno Smith for president. 9, I have the Titans for everything you just said. For me, at number 8, I have the 49ers. reason why I have the 49ers at 8 is... They beat the Rams, and I don't think the Rams are that good. So I need to see a little more, but seeing what I saw from them this week, and they look scary. Christian McCaffrey, though. Triple crown, one receiving touchdown, one passing, and running. Um, number nine, or number eight, I have the Dolphins. And right now, because of his numbers, Tyree Kill is the best receiver in the league this year, mm. right now. For me, at seven, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Reason why is they just added Roquan Smith, leads the league in tackles. But this team showed against Tampa Bay, if they can do exactly that, they they can contend. I have I have the Cowboys at seven because they look like they're free-flowing again now that Dak is back. And they were fine when Cooper Rush was there, but they're playing better now that Dak is back. So, now for me, I have the Dolphins at six. The reason why I have the Dolphins at six is I think they could very well contend for, 
in the AFC and make it to the Super Bowl because now you got Bradley Chubb. They won this deadline. They have an amazing team. And Tyreek might hit 2,000 receiving yards, which no one ever thought we would see that. The Dolphins are just very dangerous. Like, very dangerous. I think it's between them and the Patriots to take, or them and the Bills to take that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we? Number six, you're probably going to call me biased, but this is where I put my Giants. Because despite the loss this week, like, we're still having a great season and we're doing this without receivers. Mm-hmm. No, that's completely fair. For me, at five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Reason why is. Obviously, Dak's their guy. You know, he put up 49 points, but their defense is also amazing. But this team with Tony Pollard, this team right now is on a freight train. They're they're running at high speed, and I think it's going to be very tough to beat this Cowboys team right now. I've been saying Pollard's better than Ezekiel Elliott, but... Uh, number five, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. They're proving everyone wrong this year, and that division is theirs this year. That's just how it's going to go. I have the Vikings at four. The reason why is because I'm a Cousins believer. Very underrated. Since this season. I think the Vikings could get to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship this year because they're 6-1 and one and they're the, they, I think they're the only team that can contend with the Eagles right now because of Kirk Cousins. Also, they got TJ Hawkinson from the trade. That's another weapon for him. He also has Dalvin Cook. He also has um, Justin Jefferson. He also has Adam Thielen. This team is loaded. You got CJ Ham. This team is loaded. Number four, I have the 49ers because that CMC edition is proving that it was goaded and they still have one of the best defenses in the league. Now, at three, I have the Chiefs. So do I. Because they're on the bye week and... I put them there because they have a really prolific offense. Now, at number two, I have the Eagles. The reason why I have the Eagles and the Bills at number one, but I have the Eagles at two, is you put them right now, I think it's going to be a hell of a game, but I think the Bills are slightly better. I need to see the Eagles face a team like the Bills, like the Chiefs, like the Vikings. Well, what they already did, but that was earlier in the season. I need to see the Eagles play someone. But listen, the Eagles, if, if you say the Eagles are not a top two team in the, in the NFL, you're not watching football because Hurts, they're just all playing together and they're playing. This team reminds me of the 2018 Eagles team and they won that Super Bowl that year. And they had their quarterback go down and everyone thought it was over for them, but they kept going. This Eagles team reminds me exactly of that team. I have the Bills at two because, like, same with the Chiefs, prolific offense. But the Bills went from 13 seconds last season to having the second-best defense this year. And then I have the Eagles at one because they're the only undefeated team. Now, before we do our predictions, we will get into our top 10 NFL quarterbacks right now. We're bringing it back. So, for me, mine's in order. Mine's not, like usual. So, for me, I got Allen at number one. I think he's the best quarterback in the league. Um, 2,198 passing yards, completing 65.5% of his passes. Has a 19-6 to touchdown to interception ratio, and his rating is 105.9. But it's also the eye test. I'm a huge guy on an eye test. Is the way, especially on Sunday, I texted you this. 
the way he just the way he can go down a field quick right now is insane and how smooth he makes it look like he's not trying it's exactly it's like he's not even trying his hardest and that's dangerous um so that's that's why i have allen at number one and he has one of the best arms in the league oh oh yeah uh number two i have mahomes patrick mahomes oh i have mahomes at um two as well um you know him and Mah- him and allen are having the identical season so. You can't you can't go wrong saying no, whichever you can't. one is number one. Exactly. I'm not gonna say, oh, you're wrong because you're putting Mahomes at at um one. You can it's a very it's it's you could swift swap them at any time. It's it's no to argument. me to me they just look like the exact same team. Oh, hundred percent. Di- different quarterback. Now I will say for my third, I have Kirk Cousins. The reason why I have Kirk Cousins is, you know, his numbers are very good. Look at his numbers. He's very, very underrated right now, and he's leading a team to six and one. You got to give him props where prop is due. I have Jalen Hurts at three. Mm. I really don't think I need to explain why. I mean, we see what he's doing, and tomorrow he's going back to Houston, which is his hometown where he was born. So mm-hmm. I expect him to just go off because he. I think he said this is the first time since getting drafted he's been back at home. So, so. I have heard that for the reason why is, you know, everything you said. He's having a great season, um, but I just have him at four. Number number four, I have Geno Smith. <laughs> Geno Smith, we already talked about. He's low key having a potential MVP season, or at the very least, talks where he's just out of that conversation. Geno Smith this year, maybe comeback player of the year too. Yeah, it's him and Barkley up there. Um, number five, I have Tua. I have Tua as well at five. Um, because you look at it, the team looked terrible without him. When he's in, they lost every game when he wasn't playing. I, exactly, but when he's in, that's how you know you have a franchise quarterback. Is when how good are you without him, and how good are you with him? They're a total different team when without him. They're horrible, <laughs> but with him, it's so they're so good. Now at six, I have Lamar. Reason why I have Lamar at six is because of that little, you know, those little hur- hurdles that he had. But I just I feel like six is the right spot for me for right now. Here goes my bias again. I put Daniel Jones this year because he he's proving a lot of people wrong. And you look at his numbers; he's not turning the ball over anymore. And that was the biggest pet peeve with Giants fans and him is that he turns the ball over too much. He's cut down on that so much. Brian Dable is making him a better quarterback. Obviously, he won't be Josh Allen caliber, but he's fixing him a lot. Seven, I have Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. I have Joe Burrow at seven. reason why I have Burrow at seven is he leads the league in passing yards, and he's, he's having a really good season. Obviously, the record doesn't show, but he's having a really good season this year, and he's – I don't – I think he's a top 10 quarterback. Now at eight for me, I have Geno Smith because of everything we said. Number eight, I have Kirk Cousins. And he's completing 72% of his passes. Who? Cause, I mean, Geno Smith. And his passer rating is oh, 107.2. Kirk, I have at eight. Lamar, I have at nine. And then I have Burrow at 10. I have Rodgers at nine because his stats look great. And obviously... Despite the season. Despite his season. And then I have Herbert at 10 because... 
of the same thing. His stats look really good. Surprised you didn't put Brady in there. I just don't think Brady's the top 10 quarterback right now. Coming from you. Mm-hmm. Now, let's do our predictions. So, I have... Let's start with Thursday night's game. Eagles. Eagles versus Texans. Eagles. I have the Eagles. You're taking the Eagles? Yep. Right. No disrespect to Texans, though, because like we said, they're, oh, I think they're competitive. I, I will this say could this, be a competitive this, game. I will say this. This is my bold prediction. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think the Eagles are going to blow them out or anything. It's, now, Chargers versus Falcons. I got the Falcons. Um, I'll take the Falcons also, but if the I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers win because they're going to come back healthy now, and mm-hmm. they had the week off. So Now, Dolphins-Bears. I have... Actually, I think we see. I think we see Claypool and Fields work well with each other, but they're just facing Miami. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Dolphins because I want to see how Fields and Pool do for Claypool mm-hmm. do first. I'm I'm I would have picked the Bears, but I got to see how they work together first. Now Panthers versus Bengals. I got the Bengals. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna take the Panthers because all we said earlier. What we said earlier. Yeah. Again, like the Texans. Could be a close game. Now, Packers-Lions. I'm taking the Packers. You're going to take the Packers? I'm taking the Packers. So am I, but I'm surprised we didn't take Detroit. I had lines. I just erased them or crossed them out because I remember they don't have TJ Hawkinson. Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> so, now we have the Colts versus Patriots. I'm going with my boy Mac Jones, and I'm going with the Patriots. I'll take the Patriots. All right. It's funny. They lose Hawkinson, but he's still in that division. Bills versus Jets. I got the Bills because I think Zach Wilson Bills. sucks. No, Bills would have won anyway, even if yeah, Wilson either was way, fine. Yeah, exactly. Even if Wilson was. Vikings versus Commanders. Vikings. Is... Yeah, I got the Vikings. Um, Heineke's good, though. Raiders versus Jaguars. I got the Jaguars. I'll give the Raiders the benefit of the doubt. All right. Now, we have the Seahawks versus. Cardinals, I have the Seahawks. I'll take the cards. You're taking the cards. Now, Rams versus Bucks. This I got is, the Rams. This is tough because both teams are bad right, right now. Um, I'll take the Rams also just because of Cooper Cup. If he even plays, which he probably will. Then we have the Sunday night game. Titans versus Chiefs. I have the I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs. Exactly. Now, Ram Ravens Titans versus, could pull off that upset. Ravens though. versus Saints. Ravens. I, I got the Saints. I mean I got the Ravens, but I think it comes down to Justin Tucker hitting a game winning field goal. Titans could pull off that upset though for that Chiefs game. Oh, for sure. But that's it for me. About the Monday game. That's, that, we did that. Ravens versus Saints. Oh, that's the month. Oh, yeah, that is the month. Uh, what was it? Giants are on bye week this week. Steelers are on bye week. I forgot the other teams on bye week. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's it. I'm Paul. Uh, I'm Paul. I'm Anthony. See ya.